Welcome to the Mode Knit Yarn Podcast. In each episode, Annie Modisette, that's me, or Kathleen Pescuzzi, my partner, or both of us will chat with some cool person from the knitting world, someone you may have heard of, or perhaps just someone down the street who we think you'd enjoy meeting. Episode 11 is a visit with the popular and gracious Romy Hill. Romy has been tearing up the knit-alongs for a few years now and has become a favorite among knitters who enjoy a beautiful and satisfying shawl pattern. Romy and I met online about a dozen years ago in an online forum for designers, and I love it when we're able to get together at fiber shows or knitting conventions. I admire Romy so much as a designer, as a teacher, and as a mom and just a great human being. Kathleen joins us in this very casual conversation. The only thing that would have made our get-together better is if we had been able to go on talking for several hours. I hope you enjoy. Okay, so here's my little funny story. When I was working as a corporate person, I used to go to Ann Taylor a lot. I went and I was looking at everything and I saw this dress. I was like, I don't know if I should get it or not. Maybe... I don't know, it was on sale, and it was in my size, and I thought, hmm. And then I went out to brunch, and I, I think it was like at the Fairmont Hotel or something like that. The waitresses were all wearing that dress. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. That's like an episode of That Girl. Can't you see Anne Marie like walking yes. in to have lunch with Donald and yes. every and like the whole thing would be people keep coming up to her and asking her like when are you going to give me my water I know exactly oh my god That's and one of them yeah, would be this producer close. she'd been trying to get in touch with and so she says please let me wait on him and I'll <laughs> that would be perfect I know kind of like Holiday Inn it, it writes itself yeah. yeah have you did you see Holiday Inn like it's a really old movie yeah. well I, I know Holiday Inn it's White you Christmas. Know, Right, right, exactly. Yeah. In the um, florist shop beginning, you know, where she's like, oh, oh right. I have to wait on that man. Yes. Well, I'd forgotten that part, but thank yeah. you. Uh, Kathleen works, what's your title now at the theater? I am an event supervisor. She's an event supervisor. <laughs> I work at the Ordway Center for the Performing Arts part-time in the evenings to get out of the house and to, you know, see humans. Seeing yeah, humans is really good, though. Yeah. I oh, mean, man, tell yeah. me about it. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. see humans, really. And then when I see I too many either. at one time, it overwhelms me. Right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. We, th- we did White Christmas for the Christmas show last year. So Aww, that was, I love that, that movie so much. Yeah, and the stage show is very different. Like, is it? the order of the songs is different. Oh. Um, there's actually a death. No, there's not. No, there's not. It's like, wait, what? It's like, a death? I'm just making it up. No, she's making it up. They kill a spider. Because yeah. there's this thing going around the, in- the, the Facebook, the internet, about the fake news sorry what? yeah right it's all yeah. fake news it's, it's a fake news no where you get your favorite book your favorite children's book and you substitute and then the murders happened for the second line so yeah we, we were doing that a lot today yeah. oh, in an old house in fun. paris it's covered with vines with 12 little girls in two straight lines and, and then, then the, the murders, murders happened, happened. <laughs> that's good i like that That's how we were amusing ourselves for part of the time on the, the that road yesterday. That is really amusing. <laughs> it is amusing. It is amusing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I was also very thrilled that I remember the first part of Madeline. I yes. know. I um, was thinking, okay, I don't think there are any books that I could remember the first There's something thing. about reading it over and over again. Other than, I mean, I can't even remember The Secret Garden, and that's like... Right. You know, my favorite Oh, I read book. that a million times. Me when too, I was but I can't remember yeah. the first line. Did you ever it. see the show? Not the show. The, I saw the terrible movie. No, the, it was on Broadway, and I just yeah. assumed it like toured around the Secret Garden. It was really lovely. Really? It's a musical. It's a beautiful oh. show. It's really beautiful. It they did a very nice of, job. It has one of the most beautiful male duets yeah. called Lily's yeah. Eyes. Yeah. That is about the men who are in love with Lily who died. died. I mean, the mother of... Oh, yeah. wow. It's a beautiful male duet. Oh, yeah. wow. Gorgeous. There's a time in my life when I used to go to Broadway a lot. I did that show many years ago. Really? Community theater. When I owned a community theater, we did oh, that show. Oh, it's nice to know that that was out there and about, though. That's yeah. good, because, you know... A lot of stuff will be on Broadway, and then it just it doesn't get picked up and done in high schools and stuff. Yeah. Which, so, Romy, 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 for Rosemary. So Romy. That's yes, what I thought. Yeah. Romy. Yeah. And some people saying Romy, and I'm like, yeah, no, it's Romy. Yeah. Some people insist. 
I'm it's calling like, you Romy, like, even well, when I say Romy, Romy. Or Rosemary. Rosemary. Right, yeah. I get that. Yeah. Romy. Romy. So Romy, tell me. <laughs> Smack. <laughs> so you're here teaching. I am. You didn't just come for the sunshine and the gambling. No, no. I'm actually not a gambler. Good for you. Yeah. Methodist? No, just not a gambler. <laughs> um, what are you teaching here? Classes. Do you remember what they are offhand? Devilish details. Nice. Uh, lace and cable surgery. Nice. Ooh. Lace oh, that's, hacker. Boy, that's excellent. Lace from the inside out. Very nice. And uh, my fairy snow cap. My fairy snow cap. Yeah, my fairy snow cap. Fairy or furry? Fairy. Fairy. I thought you said furry. Fairy snow cap. It is furry because it's got a big pom pom. But it's but oh, it fairy. is Those actually fairy snow cap. Are very popular. I like pom poms. Uh-huh. It's very pom pom. Very, very, very hat. It's a big, fat pom-pom, too. I love the pom-poms. Oversized. And and you know what? I used to poo-poo the pom-pom maker. I was like, oh. Oh, no, no, no. They are so awesome. They're wonderful. They are. Yes. Mm -hmm. Someone's, I like like one one at some event, some knitting guild event that I was teaching someplace. I like called my number and I pom-pom maker and I almost gave it to someone. I have every size. I love them. <laughs> I do. I love them. Oh, the, like the clover ones, tiny, the ones tiny. that fold yeah. over. Yeah, yes. that's best. They're ingenious. They're brilliant because I, I used to use a playing card. Mm-hmm. Whoever did, yeah. whoever invented that. Someone Japanese. You know it's genius. someone Japanese. Like someone sitting there at the workbench, yeah. you know, fiddling with it until it's absolutely perfect. Exactly. And they pop off. And yeah. I was making um, Jane... What's that character from Firefly, that guy? Jane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jane hat. The Jane hat. Right, the Jane hat. I was making yeah. Jane hats for people, and Aww. that's why I bought my pom-pom maker, because you know miss, the ends. I miss Firefly so I much. Oh. I know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, it's good. Pom-pom. That's why I bought my pom-pom maker, though. It's shiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fun. It is. It's fun. It is. Um, those sound like excellent classes and I wish especially I could take the lace from the inside out class because that sounds amazing it's uh, different cast ons and basically for starting lace in the middle right. and working mm-hmm. out and then nice. some stretchy bind offs very yeah. nice yeah. Oh, that's brilliant so what are you teaching? I am teaching combination knitting and I'm teaching I believe chartered interlock oh wow which is one of my favorite classes and um, knitting with beads I believe I'm sorry to sound so vague. I'm teaching it. That's okay. Y- yarn fest next week. I totally understand. So I. <laughs> like, and next week there's wait. a host of different classes. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing so six classes at yarn fest. When you're like, what am I, I teaching know. again? I know. What time is it? What class is this? <laughs> seriously, seriously, it's really it's it's embarrassing. If it's Thursday. It must be Las Vegas. <laughs> Sometimes I walk into class and just for fun I'll I'll be like, no, this is the um, this is the the Zumba class, right? And they just look at me like I'm insane. Yeah. So then I have to do Zumba while I teach the class. So uh-huh. that sucks. Yeah. I didn't know that. Is that why you're tired after those classes? That's why I'm so thin now. Okay. <laughs> so when you teach these classes that you're set up to teach, you're lots of lace this time. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of lace. Did you pitch a lot of lace or did they want you to do lace? Um, both. So the first time I taught for them, they wanted to do lace. And then, I mean, almost everything I design has a little bit of lace yeah. Somewhere on it. Okay. It has holes in it somewhere. And and by they, I should I should explain this now. Vogue. We're at Vogue. We're at <laughs> yeah. Vogue Knitting Live in Las Vegas. Yeah. And um, it's gorgeous here. It is so beautiful. It's it really stunning. I was not prepared for it how beautiful not, it was going to be. Isn't it incredible? It's really beautiful. Have you ever been here before? No, never. I've driven through. I've driven, yeah. but I've never like stayed here. Yeah. Isn't it? Amazing. It is. We yeah. we actually stayed in Las Vegas itself last night in uh, okay. Spring Hill Suites. We're the Spring Hill Suites down My down. favorite place. It's yeah. great. That's where I always stay when it's I come to Las the Vegas. best. Yeah. Everyone so there was lovely. It. We loved they our are, room. They have a great breakfast. Yes. It doesn't smell like smoke. No, and they yeah. don't have, right you know. Right on the monorail. Yes. yes. Great people watching. Oh, my yeah. goodness. We always go there, and um, my younger son does honor band in Allstate. So Allstate oh. is usually in Las Vegas. So nice. We you know we come over and stay at the Spring Hill Suites and no, ride around no, and I, people watch. I was just using my my Marriott app yesterday. Like you know, we yeah. were in the car driving, and I was like looking it up, and, and I was like, oh well, this place you know we can find. Oh yeah, the best and really we reasonable. It. We yeah. thoroughly, it was reasonably priced. We thoroughly enjoyed it. We went 
we went over to the strip. We just went to the wind because it's so close. And yeah. We ate there. And I mean, I've been to here like four or five times now. And, you know, I know some of the places, but. So have you ever been to, there's like this sort of little alleyway that's underneath the link. You know, the, that giant, huge Ferris wheel? Yes, I know the Ferris wheel, but I've never been under there. Okay, so there, it's where Ghirardelli is. Oh, okay. And we found it before because my younger son um, was allergic. He was allergic to dairy and eggs and all sorts of things. He's subsequently grown out of some of his oh, allergies. Oh, yeah, gosh. but um, they came, the Allstate band came from his school, and everybody else got to have treats, like dairy-filled treats. Yeah. So, said, okay, well, we'll take you to Ghirardelli, because we'd seen it riding the monorail back and forth. Sure. And um, we went down to find Ghirardelli, and it, it, was, it is, like, a really surreal area. Really? We went at night after all the Allstate stuff was finished, and there were brides and bridesmaids and, like, people in that looked like they were in prom attire. Oh, my God. And then um, there's, there's a cupcake ATM. It, oh, it's wow. like, <laughs> it looks like they're like you just put a five in there. I know. It's like, it's like an automatic for cupcakes. I know. Yeah. It's like we fell down the rabbit hole and we're in like Willy Wonka land or something. Oh my god! Oh my god. I totally want to go so right this way. I know. Seriously, you, we need to go. You have to see it. It's it's just something else. Well, we wow. have you know after the whole show ends on Sunday, there's no reason we can't stay another night and. Oh, head yeah. up. Go to the cup, cupcake ATM. That's really well. I yes. can't eat wheat. Like so. the place to go. No, but but you have to see it. I know. I know. Well, see, no, right we can't across, do anything if I can't eat wheat. Exactly. Right across the way, though, is Ghirardelli. Okay. So yeah. I can eat chocolate. See. Yeah. Interesting. I'll just have to Zumba it off in my next class. There you go. That's right. That's right. It's handy teaching Excellent. Zumba knitting. It, it's hard, but yeah. I, I have mistressed it. So there, there you go. go. So lace. You I love do. lace. I do. I love lace. Lace is the best. It's so much fun. I think everyone who ever runs for office should be forced to prove that they can knit lace. I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I've been saying that day. for 20 years. <laughs> I think if anyone runs you for office, so right. seriously, then we know they can count. And they have exactly. a little bit of patience and they know how to. And they have a, some brain cells. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's like vision and right. all of that stuff and the patience to wait until something, right. you know, begins to show itself. And, and if they can fix their mistakes, even better. They have to admit they have the mistakes. Exactly. And you have to when you knit lace. Right. I make so. mistakes when I knit lace. Right. I When I was first learning, because I pretty much am self-taught. I've never taken a lace class. But yeah, me too. When I, I found a fairly, <laughs> a fairly simple pattern, I ran a lifeline and I was ripping back to it many times until I mistressed that what I was doing. <laughs> so are you self-taught in all knitting pretty much or...? Pretty much. I mean, um, I am black sheep of a crocheting family. Oh, well. Oh, so, no. yeah. We're not going to hold that against <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, no. I know. So Sorry. I learned to crochet when I was really, really young. And right. And I finally convinced my mother to teach me how to knit when I was around nine. Right. And okay. she taught me how to cast on and knit and purl and bind off. And um, Isn't that all you really need? It is. That's, that's all you so need. And so I did all kinds of knitting that I mean I didn't know I shouldn't right do stuff so yes. I substituted yarns mm -hmm. I used to when I was in college actually I used to go to the bargain bin mm -hmm. and just get whatever was in there and make up something that fit yeah. I mean it was just like there again, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to. So, well, what, what, what's the supposed to? Well, I was you know, say, it's were the knitting police going to arrest you? I know it's this whole feeling. It's I made supposed it through. To. You did. You I made did. It through. So, <laughs> it was hell. Recalls for a self-taught knitter. <laughs> no, I'm. Well, you know, I'm a huge believer in there. Really, is no wrong way to knit. I know you're a heretic. I am. A, I have a shirt that I have the T-shirt. Proves it. You yes. Right. I have a T-shirt that says I'm a knitting heretic. <laughs> But I, there's no wrong way. Excuse me. I totally agree. As long as you're getting the fabric you like. Exactly. And you're doing what you want to do, you know? Totally agree. So I don't it's think anyone ever has a right to say. pleasurable. Well, we knit to make yes. ourselves happy. It's we don't true. knit to make things. Mm -mm. That's like the byproduct. It is, but it's a great byproduct. 
It is. It's, it I mean, is. it's, you know, I mean, and I say that, and yes, of course, I do knit to make gloves and hats and all that. But I mean, for instance, eating cookies makes me happy, but I don't like the byproduct. Well, that's, uh, yes, yes, that's true. But fat is good for your brain cells. Right, exactly. And then. But it's the sugar that's the problem. That's why there's Zumba. Right. Knitting well, Zumba. What about cupcakes out of a cupcake dispensary? I don't know if I trust that. I don't know. I think out of the ATM, they probably don't have any calories. I don't oh. think it counts. Cupcake dispensary. Yeah. <laughs> we drove through Colorado, so. Cupcake we did dispensary. stop at a dispensary. <laughs> <sighs> what are we going to do? So, lace. Lace. You're back to lace. I know. She's back to the topic after I've, I know. you know, waxed eloquent on every other thing. I am nothing if not a dogged interviewer. <laughs> It's a good thing, too. I pin them down, and I force them to answer the hard questions that we're all want answers to. This is not fake news, I'll have you know. That's good. I'm Thank all God. for facts. I'm all for facts, too. Like the fact that we're both fabulous. Absolutely. Fabulous. Fabulous. Are most of your um, mystery knits lace? Yes, they are. Yeah. I know I see many, many people who participate in those, but I have Yay. not tried one myself. You should. I know I should. Yeah. I know I should. They're fun. They're, yeah. There are actually people who go from mystery knit to mystery knit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So they kind of flit around to different groups. Okay. They're like the egg of the Christie's of the knitting world. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now, I feel really stupid. I just don't, I don't think I totally understand what the concept is of a mystery knit along. So could you explain that to me better? Because. Okay. Well, for mine. Because um, I'd like to know if you're doing it the right way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the wrong way. <laughs> Knowing me, I got it. That's awkwards. Yeah. <laughs> so. By the way, you can swear. We oh. have it. We're explicit on oh. iTunes. Oh, good. So just swear for fun if you want. It's okay. Oh, damn. That's I know. Great. Damn. <laughs> damn it. Damn, son. You can swear. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So, um, what I do is I. I have two yarns each year, and this is my fifth year. Mm -hmm. And um, for, for Keeping Warm and I have done it every year, and we sell kits at Stitches West, and then there's a virtual Stitches West on the Verb site. Oh, nice. And, oh, nice. Yeah, so during Stitches West, if you're, like, in the east or somewhere else in right. the world. You can't make it. Yeah, you Brain can't surgery. make it. Exactly. Yeah. You can buy one online. Oh, that's okay. nice. And then, um, so there are two yarns. And what is your website? My website is designsbyromi.com, but it is really pathetically terrible right now. So I'm working on the it. The website, not the designs. Right. The website. The website is terrible. Can they buy your patterns on Ravelry? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes, but the yes. kits and stuff they go to. Verb for keeping warm. Oh, okay. But they're sold out. Oh, okay. Yeah. They still have the yarns, though. You can still... Oh, so you can, like, put your own kit together. Mm-hmm. You can put your own kit together. And then how yep. would you jump into the mystery knit-along? Do they contact you and, so, like, buy their um, way in? So, you can in, buy or? the pattern on Ravelry. It's okay. $5. And the first clue is tomorrow. <gasps> that oh, is so cool! I didn't know yeah. one right away. Oh, yeah, my God. Okay. Starting tomorrow, which is March 24th, okay. I think, right? Yeah. And then there's uh, one clue per week for five weeks. So, and then you have a nice new shawl. And um, after that is over, then I compile everything together and put it together as a pattern. Now, don't tell me any of the clues or anything, obviously. I won't. Even though this is probably not going to air for like a month or so. But, but when you say clues, I think that's what throws me. Okay, okay. so because it's I'm just thinking... part of the pattern. Oh, okay. So I, it's split into five pieces. Okay. So the, like a partial first clue... Um, was in the kit, so people have something to do when they take it with them. And then the rest of it, the rest of the first clue comes out tomorrow, so the whole thing will come out to people who didn't buy the kit. And then people who did buy the kit get at least something else to do while they're waiting for the rest of it. So like so the first 20 rows of it, or um, is it that cut and dry? I did. I think I did like the first 34. And then... Because in my head I'm imagining 34. someone sitting there with yarn and needles and saying, you know, Colonel Mustard in the library and having no right. idea what to do yeah. with their yard. No, it's, I try to make it better than that. So by clues, you mean parts of the pattern? It's part of the pattern. Okay. And then um, I do this little, I do like a sort of free form poemy sort of thing with it. Okay. And so each clue comes out with a clue as to what the shawl is going to be at the end. Oh. So there's like just three lines and 
there's a little bit of a clue, and at the end, I reveal the name of it and what the theme was. Oh, and then they go, oh. Oh, now I understand. And people guess right. along, you know, along the way. Well, I think it means right. this or, yeah. Okay. How um, do you disperse these clues? Just in the Ravelry pattern updates. Oh, okay. So you yeah. do it all in Ravelry, mm -hmm. basically. Yep. So the first one Excellent. comes out. I have a placeholder. People purchase the placeholder. And then the first clue comes up in your pattern updates. Oh, and nice. And they can download the clue one PDF, mm -hmm. clue two PDF. Nice. Three, four, five. See, I never knew how that stuff worked because you kids, I don't know what, you know. <laughs> in my day, you would just go buy a book of patterns and swear at it. Right. <laughs> right. Throw it through the window because there are no errata, right? Right. Well, we're in Las Vegas, so you, you got to watch what you say, honey. Right, right. But, yeah, there's no errata. Yeah. No, I, I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what you're saying. I apologize. I sort of it's okay. Saying. You've been on the road for a long time. On so. the road again. Yeah. So here's a question. Have you ever heard of a movie called The Shemangis? I haven't. Oh, see? No, no one knows this movie but me. What is it? It's John Candy and Eugene Levy, and they play two polka, like polka, they're oh. like gods. And this is, they're going to split up and they're going to break up the band. And it's sort of based on The Last Waltz, but it's called Schmengi's, The Last Polka. That is pretty funny. It's wonderful. I kind of am dying to see it now. I've so I, I need to find it like on Netflix or something so we can watch it. So I understand John Candy actually is a clarinetist. Yes, he yes. Actually exactly. Does he does the clarinet polkas. and Eugene Levy is he a... He does actually yes. play. He's yes. pretty good. Yeah. And and their big their big number that like everyone knows is cabbage rolls and coffee, and then everyone in the audience goes, okay. oh, I'm good. Okay, <laughs> it's really that alone would make me want to so watch. So my it. younger son's one of his favorite movies is Home Alone. Okay. So I have seen John Candy in the polka. Oh. Thing. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah, polka, polka, polka. Nice. Nice. It was nice, a big nice. hit in Sheboygan. Sheboygan. I didn't know you were from Sheboygan. I'm not. Oh. <laughs> that was a line from the movie. <laughs> oh. I remember the movie. I remember Planes, Trains, and Automobiles much better. That's just because you don't watch Home Alone every year at Christmas several times. I don't. For years and years. <laughs> I am. You know I do, though, because my husband likes to watch movies like that over and over again. And one of that's one of the ones that he likes to watch. And another one is um, Die Hard, which oh, I said yeah. is not a Christmas movie. But it's, you know, they actually <laughs> sell it as a Christmas movie. I know movie, they which do. Which isn't that weird? It is weird. Yeah. Is that the one with Jamie Lee Curtis? It's no, that Bruce is Willis. the one with Bruce Willis. Oh. And, um, um... Chuck Berry? Chuck <laughs> <laughs> No. Chuck Barris. No, not Chuck Barris. Um, <laughs> actor who died William recently. Hurt? Uh, never mind. <laughs> but there are certain movies where I'll come downstairs and say, does our television only play The Matrix? What is this? Because he's seen it a thousand and one times. You know, we quote movies to one another. <laughs> we do too. Yeah. We do too at our house, but... Also but, Jane Austen. Oh, well, we don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I could do that, but... I quit Jane Austen to myself frequently. Yeah, my, my husband would not understand the It's Jane so topical. Yeah. I love Sense and Sensibility. That's my favorite Jane Austen book. I and love Sense Pride and, and Prejudice. I love and Pride and Prejudice, Zombies. but I love Sense and Sensibility. So Pride and Prejudice and Persuasion are my fave. I love Persuasion. Isn't it great? I love Persuasion so damn much. Yeah, it's fantastic. I... I'm going to start quoting now. I know. This is, we'll just do a podcast of quoting Jane Austen. Right. Jeez Louise. That is a separate podcast. Quoting kind Jane Austen. Kind of like Austin. the um, crazy Outlander podcast we tried to listen to. Oh, we tried to listen to an Outlander podcast, but we couldn't oh. because they, they did Happy Talk for 10 minutes, oh, which okay. made no sense. And then when they actually got to the meat of it, which was an interview with the costumer, because I wanted to hear that. How cool is that? They, like, recorded it badly, and they didn't compress the file oh. correctly. And I was like, Shh, people, people. Oh, I know. We, we couldn't listen we to couldn't it. Listen. I was sad because I oh, didn't want to so hear that. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Well, so we figured that you can pretty much describe the world using Star Trek and Jane Austen. Ooh. Think about it. I mean, for every situation. Damn yeah. it, Jim. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm a doctor, not a daughter of marriageable age. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, Star Trek. So, Lace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'll just drag you back. I am just like a kid in a harness. So. Lace. 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 No, I'm, I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to no, okay. beat that dog anymore. It's okay, actually. I could not knit lace for the longest time. I, I despised it. I'm like, I hate lace. Lace sucks. I can't do it. Because, you know, when you can't do it, you think it sucks. Right. Right. Because right. I'm self-taught, and I'm a self-taught combination knitter. And what that means is when I yes. knit, I put my needle in the back of the yes. stitch. Yada, yes. yada, yada. Totally got you. And so until I found charts... And Susanna Lewis's book, Knitting Lace, yes. which I think is, for my money, it's one of the best lace books ever. I have her. Um, that's the first time I saw charts. And that was like 96. Charts are amazing. Charts are the best. Yeah. I never knit lace until about, it was about 11 or 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, well, you're um, coming along nicely. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I just was basically a sweater knitter. Before and I did lots of cables and it was love cables. Actually, um, I hadn't knit for a really long time and uh-huh. I was pregnant with my second son and uh-huh. I was so sick to my stomach I didn't get up off the couch. Yep. And um, I found <clears throat> the internet knitting community which hadn't really existed before and I found knitting beyond the Hebrides. Right. And it used to be. Um, just an Alice Starmore list until yes. she made them change the name of it. She shall not be named. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and then, um, and I hadn't, I didn't even know about Alice Starmy, Starmore before that. And she then likes started, it that way. <laughs> I know. And then I started knitting all of her cables. Yeah. Oh, God. Beautiful stuff. Really beautiful stuff. Incredible. And the color, her color sense is so... Well, um, when you have a palette like Jameson, uh, you know, come yeah, on. I know. They're like the best colors in the world. And I'm Gorgeous. saying this is someone who dyes yarn. Oh, yeah. It's oh, my God. Incredible. Oh, my God. I think in America, the closest who's gotten to that is Jared Flood. He doesn't have as big a range. No, it's not yeah. as big a range, but the colors he does have have that kind of a depth to them. They're which beautiful. Which is beautiful the because dyed it's dyed, dyed in the wool. Yeah. That's what it is. Yep. It's just, you know, we don't do that. Our, our yarns are dyed after they're spun, so. Right. Not everybody has to do that. I know. Not everybody can do <laughs> we that. We don't have a mill to do that. No, right. it's whatever. So that was actually where I found lace. Nice. Because um, I was going to my first Stitches West. Yes. Mm-hmm. With baby and backpack. Oh, my goodness. And, so when, um, no, when was this? This was a long time ago. He just turned 14. That's not that so, long ago. Yeah. That's not that long ago. So feels like a long time I ago. I know. I know. <laughs> so I had a really limited budget. Mm-hmm. And this was when Stitches West was in Oakland. Right. And so um, I went and I bought this gorgeous lace weight yarn at Galena's booth. Oh, nice. And um, I never actually met her until, like, I just met her oh really yeah oh the last show i taught i just it was actually at stitches west we both had booths right and i just met her finally finally every time i would ever go into her booth she wasn't there yes like she's off teaching exactly exactly she was across from us at michigan where was she? We were Where at a fiber show, she? and she was right across from us. And yeah. It's like, I was always gone, and she was right. always gone. Exactly. I was teaching. I yeah. That was, yeah. So I finally met her, but anyway, it was lace white yarn from her booth. Nice. That was my first lace project. Yeah. And, um... You always remember your first. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you I decided, especially, I remember it, because I decided to do something that I really loved, and yeah. it was this giant Shetland-style lace shawl right and knitted on edging and patterning on the both on both sides in lace weight yarn oh wow (laughs) oh my god because everyone wants to do that when they have a baby because i didn't i just didn't know that i shouldn't do it and i liked it when you're in love everything is possible exactly when you're in love you can do anything exactly i must have ripped the center out 12 times not unlike a marriage i couldn't read it but by the end of it i could knit lace yeah in your sleep there you go. While diapering a baby. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, charts make all the difference for me. They I do. I think charts are the best thing that ever happened. Absolutely. And in my teaching, there are a couple of classes that I teach that, you know, I, I like to use charts in all my classes, to be honest. And it's so much less frequent now. But like about 16, 15 years ago when I was teaching, I had one woman, I remember distinctly, stood up in a class as I was explaining a chart and said, charts are from the devil. So I had to talk her down and explain they're not from the devil. But in my classes, I, I give like a, the tiniest little tutorial on how to read a chart and a couple of tips. 
because the more people use them, the more they can own and control and make their knitting really intuitive. That's true, but I have to say that there are people who read instructions like I read charts. It's like their brains aren't wired the way to look at something. Right. A symbol and compare it to knitting, it's the words. Yeah, I, it's and, like and, and I don't want to. words and I think in pictures. I don't want to convert anyone. To the, yeah. You know, it's like the same thing I said in my combination class. I don't want to convert anyone, but what I want to do is make it so if someone sees a sweater and they love it and it's only charted, they can still do it. Because, I mean, language doesn't come easy to me. I don't speak other languages well. I speak French very badly, you know, terrible. But having even a little bit of it makes life so much better when you're traveling because... It's true. You know, I mean, we were in and Italy. people take um, pity on you and they'll actually try to talk to you in English, even though... Well, that's you true. You speak terrible French. Well, no, I was able to help some Korean people in Italy because the common language we had was French. Oh, that's great. They showed up for a tour and they had their times and everything, but they didn't have the, the piece of paper that the guide wanted to see. And he didn't speak Korean. Oh, my gosh. And they didn't speak Italian, but oh they spoke French. Oh, wow. And that is really cool. Yeah. And, the guy, and they didn't speak English, but the guard spoke English. So we were able to like, you know, and everything was fine then. And they were able to go and take their tour. And that I felt really great. amazing. So it's really cool. Yes, that was my achievement in, yeah, in Italy. Florence. But um, no, I, I think if I think a lot of that is fear. You know, people yeah. get so paralyzed with fear, and they've convinced themselves, like this poor woman, that charts are from the devil, or charts are bad, or charts are really hard, and they talk themselves into it. Often they'll say, "Oh, I hate charts. I can't do charts." And they, you say that enough, you really believe it. Mm, I used to think that it was only that, but no, honestly, I don't think it's only that. I don't now, think it's only that. I really think. I mean, I've asked people in class, and it's like, okay, when you're thinking, do you think in words or do you think in images? And there are people who do think in words. Well, no, they, I mean, completely. Have you heard of the theory of in multiple words. intelligences? Mm -hmm. You know, and so yeah. I know everyone learns different ways. Yeah, it's really and so, interesting. Like, when I'm teaching, I have I like. I act it out, and I say it, yeah. and I have people write it, and I read it, and you know, like because everyone knit in class, right? Oh my god, of course! <laughs> no, no, that's no. what they're supposed to do. Know, right? I'm sorry, I'm so freaking earnest. <laughs> and and so I agree. I think there are people that are just the way their brains are wired. It's so much easier for them. Mm -hmm. I'm not a good chart reader. I don't think they're from the devil, but when I am confronted with a chart, I have to sometimes talk it through. I, I speak it because. The symbols and then I also have to I can look at it but I really have to make sure that I'm only looking at that one line or I'm off and I know a lot of people are like that but I well I mark my charts, oh I mark so, my, yeah. yeah I mark yeah. my charts too but I, I have to be very careful that I'm not so I had yeah. the coolest experience the other day I was um, I charted something out yeah and then um, I copied the words out of my software and pasted them into a document and the words made a pattern. The words made the pattern of the knitting. That's really like, cool. Oh my god! Very cool. That's really cool. <laughs> that that's a chart. The people who you know that you should you, yeah. should, you should like just that, take that oh, and print that it out so and exp you know like say this is like yeah yeah. That's symbiotic. Isn't that crazy? That's it brilliant. Crazy. Well, it makes sense. It I like, mean, if you think about it, it makes sense. You yeah. know, because you're balancing it on a fulcrum, and you have what's happening here is happening here, and all, so it'd be yeah. like a palindrome. Yeah. Over and over and over and over again. Exactly. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that's had, very cool. It had a lot. You should of put that on Facebook. Texture. You should like take a you know you know like a yeah. screenshot of it. That except you then you had the pattern out there. Maybe you don't want that. It was, was it your mystery pattern? Yes. You can tell me. It it's was. Okay. It was. I won't tell anyone. It was, actually. That is so yeah. cool. That's worth it in, in alone to do the mystery. Crazy, huh? Crazy. It's crazy. It's like, oh, look, look. <laughs> you like calling up people. I know. Exactly. <laughs> calling the FBI. This thing has happened. <laughs> I don't know what it means. <laughs> I pulled the TV out from the wall because I, I always bring an HDMI cable with me so I can plug in my iPad to watch stuff, Netflix and stuff when oh, I'm in a hotel. That's a cool idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm that way. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm cool. Intrinsically. Intrinsically cool. <laughs> but I pulled it out from the wall to, to get in there to look at it, and as I'm looking in the back, the fellow who's traveling with us, who's helping us in the booth, Daniel, he was looking at me funny, and I was like, well, I'm looking to see if they put any bugs back here. And he kind of believed me, so. Did he? Was I think I we're safe room? because there's no microwave in here. Oh, that's I know. True. Well, I asked for that. I actually made them come <coughs> and take away, the, um, take away the food and lock up the minibar. 
She did. I did. And she told them, tell... I told them that we had an alcoholic in the room and that we had someone who was battling food, uh, food binging problem. And so we needed to have that stuff removed from the room. Did you really? I did. That's cool. And they were very apologetic and they came and took it away. I don't need no stinking mini bar crap. Yeah, I think maybe I should have mine removed too. Because you know, if you touch one of those things and you knock it over by accident, if it's knocked over for more than 45 seconds, you have to pay for it. It's true. Did you it's read true. today? No, I'm not it's kidding true. you. Not, no, we're not kidding. Because the serious? yeah, the yeah. the, the um, in, in the hotel we're at the mini bar. There's the mini bar itself inside, right? And then there's the display uh-huh. of all the foods, right? And it has all these electrical cables coming in. Did you notice in the back? No. They're sensors, and if you pick anything up and you have it off of the sensor for more than 45 seconds. Oh my God. It'll be charged to your room. room. Oh my god, that is too funny. So, and I was talking to the to the bellman about it, and he said, "Yeah, people will pick something up just to read what's you know like what the ingredients are or something, and it gets charged to their room. Or like, let's say you put something down and you knock it over. Oh my god, charged to your room. Wow, you have just bought yourself an eight dollar box of M and (laughs) M's. I know. Oh, my God. All, all these fancy hotels do that all over. I made them come and take it away. Yeah, she did. Because they don't do that at the Spring Hill Suites. Oh, no, I know they don't. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. Don't they that. did have a $4 bottle of water, though. I did not to touch it. I put it in the window. Yeah, we had to watch it. I never touched that, the water. Yeah, when we stayed downtown at, I think we stayed at Caesars, and when I stayed at the Wynn um, on business a few years ago, all, they all have that. And everyone's like, don't touch that. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't stay at casinos or resorts. Sure. You don't? I, yeah. I don't. I mean, I. Okay. they're all kind of smoky. Methodist? No. Okay. <laughs> they're all kind of smoky. Yeah, that's true. And I true. just don't like the canned air kind of thing. Yes. So, yeah, I always stay at Spring Hill or... I'm the same know, way. I'm, I'm totally not into it, so... I don't you. generally stay at places with mini bars. I know. <laughs> well, oh my I gosh. personally live in a nice hotel for the rest of my life and be perfectly happy. But, you know, I don't think Tom would go for that. I'm a Virgo. I like to be home. I like home, 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 home. So your um, uh, fixing mistakes class, the, mm. this, what's it called? A disaster? Lace and cable surgery. Lace and cable surgery. Fabulous. That sounds like a class I would love to take very much. It's my favorite class to teach. Really? Yeah. Do you have like the whole class where people like their minds are blown like one after the other? Kind of. It's not the best. Yeah. I make I'm... them mop it up afterwards though. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. Do you make them bring mistakes or how does, how I do. does that happen? I have um, charts for homework. And so they, <gasps> they knit mistakes into their um, swatches. And they're all charted so everybody has the same mistakes. And then um, uh-huh. we fix them in class. Oh, that's so good. That is very yeah. cool. That's really smart. It works really well. Is it like a mystery homework? Like you give them a hint today and then tomorrow you send yeah. them? No. Okay. <laughs> they get the whole thing. Cool. But you do have to be able to use charts to use my method. Yeah. It's almost, I mean, it's almost impossible because it really depends on reading your knitting and being able to compare it to the graphic representation. That's exactly so, what I say. So yeah. charts are a symbolic representation of the mm-hmm. right side of the fabric. So even if you don't like to use charts... You have to have yeah. a comparison. Sometimes, I mean, you just need to be able to look at your knitting and look at the chart and then compare the two, Yeah, the visual. I agree. I, I think they're an amazing tool. And it's back when I first started working in knitting, I, I worked at Vogue Knitting for a while, and this was in the 80s, and it was not common to have schematics and patterns. That was a big deal, which is, I can't imagine now knitting a sweater without having the schematic. Yes. You know, that's so. And they used to get away with a lot of stuff, too. Yeah. They'll, like, clipping patterns and oh, stuff so awful, that they would yeah. fit better. And, yeah, exactly. I, I was at a photo shoot. I will mention no names. <laughs> but um, there, actually, I wasn't at the photo shoot. So I wasn't there at the photo shoot. I was in the office. The photo shoot was happening on site. But I was there when the box was opened. Of two sweaters that had arrived, a designer was supposed to do two sweaters, male and female sweaters, and the man's sweater was great, and the woman's sweater did not have a left sleeve, because the designer did not have time to finish it. 
and this was a surprise. <laughs> and so when they shot it, the woman is standing behind the guy. Oh. Her left side is behind the guy. Oh, my gosh. So I, it's like some, probably like a 1986 or 85 oh issue of Thug Knitting. Oh, my gosh. That is insane. Yeah, it is insane. That is a great story. It is. It's, you know, that's the truth. That is a great story. Yeah, you know, it happens. Happens to the best of families. Interweave has always made a real point of like saying we don't yeah. alter it, we don't clip it, we don't do any of that stuff, right. which is nice. It's really good because yeah. you'd like to know. And I love it especially when they say the model is a size six. Yes. The size she is wearing is a 39 inch yeah. bust. There's this much ease, mm-hmm. et cetera. Yeah. It's so much more helpful. And if you. Um, if you change the pattern from the way that you've knit the sample, then go and knit another sample. They oh, say God. that in there, too. In, for interweave. Oh, At really? At least when I was submitting stuff to them, that was part of the contract. Oh, it's the like, contract for the... Yeah, don't don't send us something that's not exactly like the pattern. Yeah. They're getting really fierce about that, which is good. It is good. It is good. Because you never know. I mean, you can, can sometimes you can kind of guess what is going to happen yeah. due to your changes, but you can't always be sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, some weird stuff <laughs> happens. It's, I just finished a jacket for them, a crochet jacket, and I, I mean, before I start, I do the schematic. I, have, I basically have the instructions written out. I do all the sizing. I do all that stuff. I have my swatch. And inevitably, when you start working it out, the swatch, the gauge just changes. You know, so you have to like yes. rework that and yes. how, relax yourself. And okay, this is what it's going to be like. And even when I do like ten inch by ten inch swatches, I know. You know, it's so, so I am so OCD about the swatches. Uh-huh. I do the swatch. If it's going to be a sweater, I wash and block it, oh. and then I hang it. Sometimes I wait it. I know Lily Chin talks <laughs> about doing that. Yeah, it'll like hang there for two or three days or yeah. something to make sure that it doesn't bounce all the way back or right grow or whatever. Yeah, I, that's good. I don't do that. I, I have respect for you that you do that. I don't think it's an unnecessary thing. I'm, I'm just, serious about my swatching. I'm too lazy to do that, to be honest. I made a fucking swatch. So, oh, sorry. <gasps> That's okay. <sighs> Swearing is okay. We're explicit. You're explicit. Did I say that? Yeah. I explicitly told you. Absolutely. That we're explicit. Someone somewhere is like, Andy Mindset said, fuck this watch. Really? Yeah. They look like they're like in a little group down it's there. Like booming. Look, the people are spelling out, they're using their bodies to spell out, fuck this watch. Oh, hey. I know. Yeah. That's what amazing. That's a, a lot of things did happen at that Deadpool? pool. I did I see Deadpool. I saw Deadpool. Francis, I'll spell it out for you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. It's awesome. It is a really, really good movie. Um, it is the best love interest in that kind of movie that, like, they're obviously in loving, having a good time together, but it doesn't, like, like make your toes curl. Yeah. Like, like, like it's like love scenes that kid, little boys can watch, not little boys, but, like, teen boys can watch yeah. and, and not be like, I can't watch this movie. That is very true. You know, they're... Yeah. Anyway. And she's true. really good in it, too. Mm-hmm. I've seen her in a couple of things. I think she's better in that than anything else I've seen her in. Yeah, that's a great movie. A, an actress whose name I don't know. So this is of no help to anyone. I'm sitting here trying to think of her name, and I can't. I can't either. Is it Chuck Berry? No. It's not. Oh, well. I can't help you there. So when did you actually start, like, selling your designs? Like, getting out there and, like, here, buy this pattern, and I'll give you the rest of it tomorrow. The... <laughs> So the mystery patterns or just the just, other patterns? Just in general, just general. getting your butt out there. So I started out by making um, shawl pens. And then I decided I want, needed to design some stuff to put the shawl pins on. Nice, yeah. And um, So it was set dressing. So I did, yeah, yeah, basically it was like, oh, I need to design some stuff. And um, so my first lace design was actually published in Knitty. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And very nice. My, In fact, my very first ever published pattern was in there, and it was for knitted wire. So there were, like, little napkin rings oh, okay. out of knitted wire. I feel stupid that I didn't know that because I no was worries. keeping I an actually, eye on the wire world. Yeah, I actually have a... Oh, and I... I have your book, by the way. Oh. Your Knitted Wire. My, that's a good yeah. book. That's yeah. I really love. That's one of the favorite books I've ever done because I love the how-to section. 
It is a cool book. Yeah, I really like that house yeah. section. The photographer for that, it's called Twisted Lou. Yes. And I did it with Random House. And the photographer for that is a jewelry photographer. Oh. And he was amazing. The photographs were really nice. His grandfather was a photographer in World War II. Wow. For the Germans. Wow. My father was a photographer in World War II for the Americans. Oh, my gosh. And we kept talking. I've totally lost touch with him now. We were thinking it would be so cool to have, because I have my father's photographs. He has his grandfather's photographs. Oh, my god. It'd be gosh. so cool to do a book of, you know, yeah. photographs from both sides. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That would be cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, but we thought that was so cool that we both had that shared. Yeah. But my, my parents had me very late in life, so that's why my dad was in World War II. Most people my age don't have dads that were in World War II, because I'm a mere, like, you know, 28, so... You are very young. It's bizarre because I've been knitting for 27 years, so... Well... <laughs> really, me that bad, man. You know, I know. Started early. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. In the womb. A prodigy. It was so hard on my mother, but, and you know... And idiot savant. I'm sorry. <laughs> what did you call me? <laughs> um, have you published much in, the, in, like, the magazines, the paper magazines and stuff, or is it mostly online stuff? Um, I have published stuff in, let's see, Interweave Knits, mm -hmm. Knit Scene... Um, Vogue, some other, I mean, other paper stuff. Right. I have, a, like, a knitted and crochet jewelry book with Interweave, and then my lace book with Interweave. And then, um, the rest of it, online, pretty much. Yeah, I, I, I really love to do the online stuff. I do, too. I, I mean, I... There's something really great about being published. Yeah. You know, it's nice because you're reaching an audience that isn't online. Mm -hmm. But so much more every day, more and more people are getting online. Yeah, I love it. It's wonderful. You can update things. Yes. I mean, that is the the biggest thing. It's like immediately. I that's mean, you can... The best thing Nitty has done. Yes. I mean, they've done a lot of great things. For me, that's the best thing they've done. Yes. You know, because we sell all of our patterns on our website. The ones that we sell, a lot of them are free. Even the free ones, though, we have through Ravelry. Gosh, I'm so sorry. Ravelry. Yeah. If we... Um, well, we change it or update it. We, yeah, like, for instance, the um, Slippy Cowl yeah. was just worsted, but we've added DK weight. Right. So and I'm going to yeah, add we bulky just, weight to it, too. Right, so we were just able so to... So we can just update the pattern so easily. Yeah. Love that. It's so yeah, much better I than like the printing too. and the... I remember there was a, a real bone of contention when I started... Because um, I, I worked in knitting and knitting you know, design and stuff in the 80s, and then I stopped and I had a different life. Then I came back into it in the late 90s and the 2000s and whatever. And I was on this this list of other knit designers, and there was this huge bone of contention. And they were like, I sell my patterns, I only print them and, and sell them in sleeves at, at yarn shops, and I refuse to sell PDF files because that's going to be the oh end of gosh. knit design. Yes. And it was the stupidest thing. These so people. I read a lot of people, and I read there was a designer's list that not on Ravelry. It was. No, no, it wasn't. This was way yeah. pre Ravelry. And it was like someone was selling PDFs for more than the print patterns. Yes, because, because they said, I don't want to encourage people to do the. I had to quit the list. I was just like, I can't read this. I mean, it's... That might even be where I, like, met you or, like, where I became... I think it was, actually. Yeah. yeah. It was... It just... It's just like, nah. It's, this, these I are people to... that are not dealing with reality. Yeah. Hmm. You know? And it's like, it's no. The PDF is a brilliant thing. It totally is. It's so good that people can... Absolutely. Immediately get... Yes. And begin working Updates. on it. Yeah. Yep. And go anywhere and get the yarn. Instant That's wonderful. <laughs> yes. It's That's right. Yeah. Even better. Then they can get it wherever they are. Oh, I yes. left my pattern. I oh, can go I'll download just go it. On. Yeah. You know? I mean Ravelry is incredible. It really is. So it's such an amazing resource. The the downside to that of course is that I was at a, a knitting group. It was like my first time some women had invited me to come to their knitting group, and they were lovely people. But in the middle of, of us knitting, one of them said, oh, I just got this new pattern. I love it. Um, I'll go in and make you a copy. I can make a copy on my on my printer. And I, I didn't say anything because I wasn't going to be like, don't do that. Okay, but you know that that person would have done the same thing if she had bought it in paper form. Exactly. She would have exactly. made a copy. So I Exactly. Mean, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. It's like people who buy... Uh, uh, this was happening with one of my knitting books. People buy the book, and then they photograph the pages, and mm -hmm. then they sell them online. Like, oh, I'm going to sell you this pattern. Okay, that is so. That's awful. Yes, <laughs> it's so That's awful. awful and weird. It's weird and awful. 
this is kind of an aside, not quite about this, but I once bought a book on eBay and what the, I think the person got shut down, but what they were doing was ordering it from Amazon and just sending it to you as a gift and then charging shipping. It's weird. So think what? about it. So think about it. Because the book came to me from Amazon and I'm yeah. like, I didn't order a book from Amazon. Well, the person who I bought the book from on eBay, I don't know if they like accessed the Amazon catalog or if they, what you know, they, they did. They might have an Amazon shop. Well, they might have, but this was a while ago. This was a while ago. I've had it an Amazon from, shop for like 10 years. Yeah, this, but this was a while ago and it was, and then when I went to look at the person again, they were like, that account has been closed. Oh my goodness. So I think it was a, like a scammy thing. Oh. Yeah. That's Where funny. It was. And, and, you know, it's really funny. Whenever a new, mm -hmm. um, uh, a new uh, technology comes in, mm -hmm. you know, there's always people like, oh, it's it's the it's the death of this or this is wrong, and it makes me crazy because it's like it's like people who said, oh, don't use that telephone; it's going to be the end of civilization. Right. Pencil and paper. What are you crazy? I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't teach those women to read. I know. Seriously. <laughs> So I, uh, knitting goes through that, too, all mm -hmm. the time. Like, no, this isn't going to be any good. Don't do this. It's like, oh, just, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> if I could figure out a way that, like, people could print out yarn, you know, that would, I know. wouldn't that be amazing? Like it, yeah. That they can't. I thought, so. I always thought it would be the coolest thing if you could go online and buy something and have a printer that just spat it out. With well, 3D printing, you never yeah, know. I know. Yeah. But I don't think I can 3D print yarn yet. I don't think so, not yet. <laughs> I recently had to buy a piece for my knitting machine, because I, I use my knitting machine for production work. And I got the piece in the mail, and I was like, you know, I was like, this would be really easy to 3D. That's the kind of thing. Like, if I had a 3D yeah. printer, I would just, you know. My kids keep reminding me that they're much less expensive than they used to be. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. But, Mom... Everybody has a 3D printer. No, no everybody doesn't. Like, no, they don't. <laughs> yes, they do. No, wow. they don't. What kind of friends do your kids have? I don't know. I've never met them. <laughs> so how many kids do you have? I have two. The two boys. Mm -hmm. And they are happy and in band. I know that. The younger one is in band. Mm -hmm. And um, they both used to be swimmers, but they... Neither of them likes the swim team anymore. So, oh. Yeah. Swimming is so it great. Is I know. Oh, it's the best. My younger one is a real water baby. Oh, that's so excellent. He's he's an amazing swimmer, and it made me so sad that he wanted to quit, but he really is right that the coach They is, know what they, you yeah. know, what's right for them. Yeah. It's, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Oh, well. Hopefully, as they move ahead in school, there'll be a different opportunity that'll suit them we'll better. We'll see. I and hope so. um, my older one actually was doing triathlon for a while. So cool. I don't. He says he's he's going to college next year. Nice. And so he says he's going to try out for the triathlon team. So does he know where he's going? Has he picked a school? He is going to West Point. <gasps> that's right. I read that. That's right. Congra yeah. That is boy. That's hard. It's like that oh. is amazing. It's amazing. It kind of blows me away. And really. how far away can he be from you? My goodness. It's totally cool with me. Uh, I mean, I went as far away as I could get from my parents really? when I went to school. <laughs> so it's and fine. I did that Whatever. Too, actually. I oh. actually think it's a really good experience because the East and West are so different. Yeah. If you grow up in the West, I think it's great to go to school in the East. Yeah. And vice versa. So. I, I happen to think the Hudson River is. I think it's just about the most beautiful river in the world. It is gorgeous. I I've been teasing it. him about it, though. It's yeah. wonderful. It's wonderful. So um, my husband went to the Naval Academy. And oh, so they nice. had this yeah. rivalry going, yeah. like making fun of one another. Yeah. <laughs> but was he upset that your son didn't want to do Navy? Nah. I mean, I think a little bit because I think he would love to see him go. Yes. But not, I mean... He's just like, you know, West Point's actually a better school now, so it's a really good school. It's, it's a like, really good school. I think it's like number five overall yes. in university. So hard so to get into. Really. So hard to get into. And he got into the Naval Academy, too. No so way. He did, yeah. Yep. I know. It's like... Oh. You have an amazing child. Who is this child? I know. <laughs> My son's not going to West Point. <laughs> He's amazing, but he's uh, not 
not as driver that way. <laughs> well, I'm not sure that my son is. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, that's excellent, though. That's like, wonderful. Wow. Okay. Now, your younger son, does he have anything that he really loves? Like, I want to go study, you know, whatever. He loves to play the trumpet. Fabulous. And um, right now, he wants to go to college in Europe. Nice. He's pretty... I think he... Right now, he really, really wants to go to the University of Heidelberg. Nice. Yeah, so... Germany has a great, great program. I know they have an amazing program. It's amazing. I think he was... I, I think he's reconsidering because we were saying, oh, cool, we'll come up for a visit. He's like, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, he knows that at most you could come over once a year, right? So it's not like a big deal. I know. My son is thinking about studying abroad, like as part of his college program. Oh, cool. And he is thinking of Germany because he's studying German now and he's falling in love with it. Oh, that's fantastic. It really is. Then my husband <clears throat> and I both speak German. Oh. I mean, just... By a weird coincidence. So all of the kids' lives, we've spoken in German when we didn't want them to understand it. Ah. And I think that was part of the reason. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to learn German, and then you can't keep anything secret from me again. So did he take German? Is he? No, he's about to. Our um, high school does not um, teach German. So Isn't he's it heartbreaking how it is. terrible the high schools are compared to when we were yes. younger? Yes. When I went to high school, you could take so many languages. Yeah. I took four years of German, and then I took two years of college German. My best friend took Chinese. Yeah. In a high school in Toledo, Ohio. My mother took Russian. I mean, it's like... It, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane how... It's really sad. It's very sad. We have let things slip yeah. so much that now people yeah. think that that's the way it is, and yeah. that's the way it should be. And all the things that enrich your life. Yes. Arts and languages. Anything that makes life worth living. Mm -hmm. All the beauty is what gets cut first. Because it's all about the the, the dollar at the end. It's all about, you know, who can we hire to do this? The sense of well-being that art and literature and music give you are priceless. I mean, it's just... Exactly. It's priceless in your life. It is... And the thing about something being part of your life. priceless is you can't put a price tag on it, Mm-mm. so some people can't understand it. Yes. You can only understand it if you can think of it in terms of dollars and cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice, but are you going to earn any money doing that? Yeah. It's like, no, I'm going to make my life so much fuller and richer and love living so much more. But, you know, I mean, in like just a strictly bottom line sense, having a sense of well-being actually makes you more productive. Right. So... When you take all of that away, you have drones, basically, (laughs) who aren't as productive as happy, like, well-rounded... Who have to hold down three jobs, and none of them give them health insurance, and send their children to substandard schools, because... Well, there's that. Every school is substandard now, unless it's a private school. Right. So, well, I shouldn't say every school. I do live in Minnesota, where the schools are amazing. Actually, the schools in my area are really good, too. It must be. I mean, come on. And Nevada has an amazing program where if you, I think it's like a, if you have a 3.25 grade point average, you'll, you get the Millennium Scholarship, which is $10,000 right. over four years to go to um, <coughs> University of Nevada, Reno or Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And then if you're a 3.6 and above, and then you have an ACT score of 36, a composite, right. you get the Presidential Scholarship automatically. Which is like another $25,000. Actually, no, it was $10,000 a year. So it's. So that's so excellent. It wow. almost covers the cost of your schooling at a state university, and both of them are really good. Yep. And um, it's like automatic. So my son. You don't even did, have to apply for it, you just, no. just get good grades. And so, exactly. That's how the region my scholarship is in New to, York. Um, UNR. Mm-hmm. And he got the Millennium Scholarship, and then, you know, his ACTs came through, and he just got a letter that said, oh, yeah, you qualified for the Presidential That's excellent. Scholarship. That's excellent. His friend got into the program where um, he's going to med school and college mm-hmm. at the same time. Currently, oh. yeah. And, I mean, um, he'll be a doctor by the time he's 23. That's wonderful. And it's... Amazing. They're That's, really good schools. I think they spread out the doctor thing too much. I think yeah. it can be telescoped. And, and he is not going to be in debt when he gets exactly. out. Exactly. He got, he got yep. everything, the Millennium, the Presidential Scholarship, and 
scholarships to the med program. I never knew about yeah, those. Yeah, he's amazing. really when awesome. our when our daughter went to school, she's going to a small liberal arts school in Indiana. It's a Quaker school, and so she she got really nice scholarships there, and we pay you know what we can, and yeah. that's. But my son, um, he uh, uh, first of all. At high school, they were able to do this thing where he was able to take classes from the University of Minnesota, and he ended up getting 31 credits wow. in, over the last three, over his sophomore, junior, and senior years in high school. And so that he, awesome. and all of them transfer. That is fantastic. And then he chose to go to University of Minnesota, so he's going to the Morris campus, which is up north, and he had to go up there and interview with a bunch of people. They had, like, scholarship day when you go and you interview. And we got the letters in the mail that like these people liked him and these people liked him and these and he that is great. Got a, basically got a free ride that is fantastic. because he I mean he's I said about him being a slouch he's not a slouch he works hard and he has yeah. really 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 good grades that is fantastic he was upset that it wasn't a four point five and I'm like how do you do that and he goes well it's because I'm in the Lots AP classes AP I should you know yeah. <laughs> and I was, only we don't have the AP in in um. Minnesota, they have a different name for it, or his high, his high school didn't have AP. They had a different name for it. But he's, uh, it it means the world to his father and I, because both of us were the first generation to go to college. Oh wow! And both of us paid for it all ourselves, and so we were the ones who were paying off those loans. And Ugh, yeah, yeah, ouch, yes. And we were really upfront with him. We're like, what this means is we can take money that would have gone to your college and put it toward your sister mm-hmm. and help her pay it off. And it's this is not an equitable thing where we're going to take money and divide it up and you get half and she gets half. Yeah. You will not get as much money because you are going to a school that is covered. And he's so yeah. cool about that. He's like, well, that, no, that makes sense. We just tell the kids you better do something special because we're not paying for it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as many loans as you cannot have. Oh, my God. That is because that's the, worst the worst way to start in life. It is the worst. It is so bad. And I, I know you're much younger than I am, but when I was in college, my senior year was the year that uh, Reagan and his administration basically cut a really, really good um, loan program and took it from yes. being a guaranteed loan to a, a public loan. Yeah. And so my... Guaranteed student loan. Yeah. And so okay. my interest, yeah. for my first three years of school, my interest on my loans was less for those three years. <laughs> Than it was just for that mm. senior year. Wow, I was paying more off that. I was paying that senior year off for at least twelve years. Wow. Yeah, I went to a very expensive college, like an idiot, because I was me the first too. one to go to college. I was a complete so. idiot. I went to a private yeah. Catholic university, and my parents were like, "Okay, you, there is this much money." Yeah. And well, and that that was so. I took out loans for because I wanted yeah. to go to that school and. I went to I a paid music on them at nine and a quarter percent interest for a long time, oh, yes. and they're they're now paid off because I came oh, into gosh. a chunk of money and I paid them off. And yeah, the 80s it takes was, a long time. Yeah. It was a horrible time it for loans. Ne- yes. it, it, that's when those loans. Yep. You know, because I was in school for eleven percent interest rates and crap. And at nine and a quarter percent interest. Yep. And you couldn't lower. I lowered it a quarter percent. No, because they, they have it yeah. built in that, you know, student loans, you can't mm-hmm. refinance them. You can't declare yep, bankruptcy. You can't. Yeah. Which music school did you go to? Eastman. Really? I was going to say, maybe your son can go to Eastman and then he can be out on the... Uh, ah, no! That's <laughs> oh, boy, is that expensive. It is. Well, that's Rochester, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My husband used to work in Rochester. Oh, really? Where yeah, for the you... public TV station there. Oh, yeah. It was produced there for public mm-hmm. TV station. So you're from the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And from California? Yep. I was born in San Francisco and raised oh, nice. in Marin County. Oh, that's nice. That's lovely. So you went Far East. I did, yeah. And what was your instrument? French horn. That's nice. Do you still play? I actually didn't play for a really long time, and then I picked it up again to play duets with my trumpet-playing son. Oh, <laughs> so, of course. Yeah. Does your other son play a brass instrument? He does not play any instrument. He eschews music. Really? Yes. He's like, no, I'm not musical. No. Oh. It's one of those, I don't know, he thinks it's not cool, so. Oh. He actually has a really good ear, but he yeah. doesn't, he doesn't believe he does. He doesn't want to. Yeah, it, 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 it really, it's about wanting and it's about love. Mm-hmm. If you have love, there's nothing you cannot do. If you love something, you just yeah. do it. Exactly. You know, so. If you love something, you can't stay away from it. The first sweater that I ever knit for myself, it was a Deborah Newton sweater, and it was in Vogue Knitting, like, 1983 or 84. And it looked like it was a Petty Point chair cover. It was just, it was all, like, 
you know, 35 colors, and wow. it was amazing. It had wow. duplicate stitching, and it was just the most amazing sweater. Wow. And I saw it, and I was like, I have to have that. I have to. I, so I went and bought the yarn. It was the first sweater I ever knitted. Wow. Yeah, and I knitted it. Because you know what? When you're in love yes. with something... That's like my first shawl. I mm-hmm, mean, I, exactly. I loved it. I loved the geometry yep. of it and the patterning. Yep. And it was just like, I am going to make that. And like any good love story, you learn a lot. Oh, yeah. If you open yourself up to so it, true. you can learn a lot. So I want you to say again what your website is, because I want to make sure that's very clear. And I want to know if there's anything you have upcoming that you'd like to just promote or talk about or anything. So actually, my website is is really under construction. I know, so I know. So Ravelry is where you can find my patterns. Okay. And um, I've just actually released a subscription series, and it's resizable shawls. Oh, so nice. So they're all written so that you can um, resize them infinitely. To oh, that's excellent. You know, whatever. Basically, a nice universal pattern, and you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then um, I decided to publish pattern hacks with it, basically, Uh where if you have, you know, maybe three colors and less yardage of each of them, you can go in and sort of hack the pattern and make it work. Nice. So I'm kind of playing with them, which is really my first love, playing with patterns, taking them apart and putting them back together. So I'm doing something a little different, which is publishing a workbook also. Oh, nice. And um, that you can get it actually with a, as a bundle with the, the ebook, And it has um, techniques that are used in all of the shawls and a miniature size mm-hmm. that you could use as a doll shawl. And then um, an accessory pattern that uses the same stitches and techniques so for each shawl there's that it's sort of like an annotated pattern that has um, tutorials and do you think along those lines you'll ever put something out that has um well the class you were talking about you know the fixing the stuff and mistakes that happen because that I could see that being an amazing resource for people I actually have a tutorial um on my blog if you if you were to go into my forum on Ravelry in the pages, there's a whole list of different tutorials, and there is a tutorial in there on fixing lace mistakes. What we'll do is we'll we'll link to that when we do the podcast, so people can easily find it. Sounds good. So, so we talked for over an hour, and it's been lovely. It seems like ten minutes. I know. It, it went very quickly. <laughs> it's That's why it's, I was it's surprised. Like, oh no, my gosh! No, it's because we talked very slowly. Right. <laughs> I need to put on shoes so I can go to that studio. You've been listening to the Mode Knit Yarn Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed it. The music in the show is Manchester Mystery by Brett Van Donsel, used with Creative Commons license. Sign up at iTunes to hear all of our podcasts, and you can visit our website at www.modeknityarn.com. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter, all using Mode Knit Yarn. Copyright 2017. Fiber, dying with Annie. Mode Knit.